Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Kip. Can I breathe now? <laughs> you just need to stop making sound. But I was trying to giggling. You are the only one making sounds. Oh my gosh. No, you two this both made sound. Just stop. <laughs> you stopped after I said we're recording. <laughs> a weird moment starting that one. It's fine. Welcome, everybody. No one will hear it. I will cut that part out. But I was having to wait for the silence for the feed up so it doesn't I like cut. I think the listeners could hear the Tension. No, so you don't have to clip it. because mm-hmm. you complain about the clipping if I don't give it feedback. Yeah, I know, but that was like extended after you. Because you guys were still, still making. I was started. watching the feed. I can see the sound. She also, the, it's, what is it? You're I'm an audio producer. You're an audio producer. I'm so proud of you. I am now officially an audio producer. It's a good job. Yeah, it's a. Job. It, I, I'm a free audio producer. Yep. Hey, um, look, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna pay yourself an exposure, then you know you have more it's of a right my than own. someone else. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying myself exposure. Yeah. Yeah. What's the title for? Uh, I don't know the person who manages social media accounts uh those are uh, social media managers yeah on that and also the website yeah you you are the social media manager and kip is our talent yeah i was about to say kip is the talent (laughs) kip is our talent that we uh market um it's it's sad that i'm the comedian because i am the saddest person (laughs) Uh, um i've learned the saddest people are often the funniest how we cope yeah, yeah. It's, it's very depressing to think about so this isn't um executive podcast class this is uh we're not qualified podcast. to teach that yeah oh yeah well we, what are successful podcasts of 77 episodes look at us go yeah. Yeah. Oh, look I'm, at proud us. Of, I'm proud that of we me. make what five dollars a month off of yeah something yeah. like that yeah yeah if even we so did the math. Split that evenly between three people. We're making what, like okay. one. Let's let's not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna quit my day job. Oh, the, probably no. a bad idea since you just got promotion and a yeah. raise and are making more money than me and Heath now. I'm making twice as much than what I ever thought I would make per year. And you don't life. have a college degree. I don't even Yay. have a college degree. How the hell am I where I am at? Because you're smart. Okay, so this episode, oh, I have the chutzpah. You do have the chutzpah. Thank you. Um, so Kip, can you? Tell what is us? our episode about? <laughs> yes, because this is derailed. All right, so this episode is actually uh one of those. It's like a pseudo episode where we all watched something, and now we're gonna commentate on it. But commentate. Com- we're gonna yeah, provide commentary on it. Yeah. But it's not a traditional. This isn't Pet Parents Pod goes to the movies exactly. It's a documentary. It's not a movie. Yeah. And this was my idea because you were talking about Cat Islands, and I also talked about Costa Rica Cloud yeah. Forest. Yeah. And then Kip's like, "Oh, there's something else in Costa Rica because Kip knows everything about Costa Rica." I'm the the resident guide to Costa Rica, even though I've literally never been there and I can't speak Spanish. Great. So um, <laughs> just like any proper about to be expat <laughs> oh one thing i wanted to point out that i really love to tell people uh-huh why is it that you're only an expat if you're a white person are you not an expat if you isn't it just no you're an immigrant if you're if you're like if you're not a white person you're just an immigrant wait but is I it think that, it's it's um, it's it's a uh, uh, racial commentary. Like, ah, don't I didn't you think about it. Like, I didn't, 
Have you ever thought of like just like a? But uh, couldn't but couldn't they claim it's like I'm an expat from India? Like, you can. I guess. You absolutely can. I guess but maybe why does they. That ever happen? I assume they're like that's a pretentious thing to say, and I'm too good for that. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, like I feel like Americans uh, immigrate to mm-hmm. Costa Rica mm-hmm. and then call themselves expats instead of immigrants. Why are they doing that? Don't other countries do that? I have no, I have not heard of that. I've only really, I will say the context I've heard expat is normally like someone who was in the military spent yeah, time over it. Yeah. yeah. And they left and normally ended up in the area they served in because of, they got used to that area. Yeah. But I know that's not a hundred percent. People who expatriated to like Japan and Korea and all yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Aren't there also like, British, I guess that's white people too, though. Okay, yeah. I, I, look, I, no, it's I'm a good, it's a good commentary. I just, someone mentioned that to me, and I, I uh, thought it was very interesting. So okay, this is not politicast. <laughs> no, and we still haven't told them the topic. Oh, the topic today is about a, uh, uh, a, uh, what do you call them? Animal sanctuary. It's a, it's a sanctuary. Yeah. sanctuary. Yeah, called um, Territorio de Zaguates. Yes, which is territory of the mutts. And it's it's not just so okay. We watched so Kip knew about this from Matt. Matt talked because he's from there. Yeah, he talked about. Been there. He's talked about this big rescue where there's like hundreds of dogs. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, you should go to Territorio de Zaguates and see the dogs." And (laughs) exactly how he said it. Not how he sounds. No, he sounds like a regular person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Does not have an accent. So caricature. What what Zagates 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 means is it's not just stray or mutt. It is literally like a slur against like the mangiest, yeah, unwanted mongrel you can pick. It's like a various like. The worst derogatory term you can come for this. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's what that name means in context to the language and the area. Yeah, although I have called Charlie a Zaguate to his face. Well, because you find the term fun. <laughs> it's very fun. And he is a mutt. And he is kind of a, an idiot, so. So <laughs> when there are terms for dogs, I feel like it can't be that bad. Dogs are great. Dogs are pretty great. It, 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 but it's like the same way yeah. we would use mongrel right, in, right. in some terms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ter- land of the mongrels. That's a pretty good way of. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. Uh, I was talking to it. Uh, my company has a office in Costa Rica. I don't know why Stop Costa Rica is trying to move to uh, Costa Rica. I don't know what happened in my life where now everything is about Costa Rica. I'm from Indiana. I don't care about Costa Rica, but now everything... Anyway, so... Actually, I'm sure it's a lovely place, but this is not... very fascinating. Yes. Anyway. The wildlife alone that they have sounds very fascinating. So... Independent of my interest of any place, my husband's from Costa Rica, and my company has an office in Costa Rica, so I've worked with a lot of Costa Ricans. So... recording is going to be weird. But we'll figure it out as you move to Costa Rica. (laughs) So, um, the, uh, I I was talking to them about it Mm -hmm. and, you know, even they said they were like, Zaguates are really smart. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, they, I really admire them. I I see them play tricks on people to get food. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, one of my coworkers said, you know, I, I literally see them like, sit next to a guy and pretend to be their dog so that they can, like, trick someone else into, you know, like... Feeding them. Feeding them or something like that. And I was like, that's pretty incredible. He's like, yeah, they're... Dogs are smart. Dogs are really smart. They want to survive. Yeah. They gotta, yeah. And 
there we literally bred dogs to uh do what we want, and so they learn from us, and so they're very yeah. clever animals. They can, like, how they do can I read manipulate? us. Yeah, yeah. these humans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they know. Um, but you basically went, hey, there's a Netflix show called Dogs, and they did an episode on it, which yeah. is a documentary series about, I assume, other dog rescues in general. Yeah, I have. I literally watched no other episode except for this one. I watched the ep- episode on uh, Territorio de Zaguates twice. Just because mm-hmm. I thought it was fascinating, I yeah. watched it once with my friend um, Priscilla, and mm-hmm. I watched one with I watched it again with Matt. So we were and you we watched, all had a fun time. You watched it three times because you also watched it with me. Did I watch it with you also? Yeah, we, I we were it waiting three times. We were waiting for the hard drive to format. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was a pain. Yeah. I had to. I had to. Uh, That's fine. Plug it into my working laptop to format it. Anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> so we watched it, and then me and Heath watched. Did. So both me and Kip have seen the documentary multiple times. Yep, I don't remember anything. And then I was like, hey, Heath, we gotta watch this for, uh, we're gonna watch a documentary about dogs for the podcast. And he's like, oh. And then, like, as it went on, he's like, why are you showing me something sad? Why are we watching sad shit? <laughs> why are you showing me sad dogs? But uh, Kip, yeah. as the leader of this, explain to us what this wonderful, ambitious shelter is. So I just want to point out the first line of the documentary, mm-hmm. which is basically um, summed up as being, you know, we try our best to do what we can, but sometimes the solution is merely the least evil option. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that is so morally profound and interesting yeah. That I, I really, really uh, am fascinated by the paradigm that they've kind of put themselves in. And I ultimately am on their side with this. Yeah. So I, I, I like their situation. Uh, I don't love it, but I'm just like, I'm pro them. They you are. Know? I think they are doing an ultimate good. They yeah. are people in a very difficult situation, making hard choices to do the best for as many animals as they can in their care. Right. So that doesn't set the tone for this episode. (laughs) I don't know what will. It sounds like basically all of the dogs, like, on the street, their situation is dire. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's way too many of them. Yeah, there's way too many of them. Um, There's disease going around. There's these stray dogs roaming around Costa Rica. And apparently it was because there was um, a law passed uh, at some point that said that if uh, a dog is found in your possession... To be in an abusive situation, or like poor condition, poor yeah. conditions, then you get two years in prison. Fines are up to two years. Fines are up to two years yeah. in prison. So it ended up being, uh, you know, the solution for a lot of residents were to just kick the dog out into the street, as opposed to get into any sort of trouble yeah. by not being able to handle this dog, these dogs, because there's no real resources it's like this is what politicians irrespective of what country you belong to Mm -hmm. there are politicians that make laws that do not create solutions no they they just safety net they just criminalize things yeah Yeah. they criminalize things making it worse yeah and then and then suddenly now you've got these dead dogs on the road that are just dying of mange and being run over by cars and And being poisoned for getting like too close to properties or stealing from properties for food and resources right like and there's no one's giving them kibble every day the thing is it's such like a dark dastardly thought too because Mm -hmm. i'm sure people who made this bill they didn't make it from a point where they wanted 
people who loved animals to suffer. They yeah. did it from, I'm assuming it was from a perspective yeah, of. They're like, we want to protect, protect the doggos. Yeah, you yeah. should you should take care of your dog. And if you don't yeah. take care of your dog, you should get in trouble for it. That's not an unreasonable thing. Yeah, I mean, there's abuse and then there's not being able to afford to prep, like medical care for the dog. Exactly. So if they have a medical problem, they could be in poor condition. And if you don't have money to really fix it, yeah, you can go to prison for that. Yeah. yeah. Even though you're trying to do your best? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's messed up. Because sometimes all you can do is supportive care and do the yeah. best you can for the animal be if you don't have the money to take care of yeah. said animal. It would still be better if they didn't have to abandon their dog. I, I will also say I don't know much about Costa Rica, uh, especially uh, I know they have like farmlands, mountain areas. I assume right. some of it's hard to get into town, and I don't know how many veterinary clinics, low-income options, or even spay and neuter programs there are. Because we have a ton of that here in order to help curb the population. We still have an overwhelming, like, stray animal issue. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. But I, I don't know. From the documentary, it sounded like they, in that area anyway, don't have spay and neuter problem like programs. Yeah. At least no low income or anything. Like, I, it sounds like they had a rescue and they had access to veterinary care because the shelter itself, uh, the sanctuary itself, because it's not a shelter. That was another thing. Like, um, they go to vets. Like, they have a vet who, they in emergencies, they do bring their animals to vets when they need to. But right. they also do a lot of, like, they had shots of them with, like vaccines and things like that where they were setting up like vaccinating their own animals because that that's not as like people can do that yeah. you can learn how to do that and it makes yeah. sense when you have as many dogs but yeah. um so at least in the documentary that seemed like they the couple do you have the couple's name kip i was just looking that up okay. so it's um alvaro uh, uh summit i actually am not too sure about that last name summit um, and then his wife is uh, Leah Battle. And it it looks like when I'm looking it up, um, Leah is actually the founder of the organization. Mm-hmm. Although it looked like um, Alvaro was the one who was running it mostly, doing a lot of the, the coordinating and all that. I think he mentioned in the documentary the reason they got into it was because of her love of rescuing. And even right. when they were talking to the... Um, the local city pound or whatever she mentioned that um what was her name again i'm sorry leah 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 had worked at like adoption agency through them so i think she was already into animal rescues and thought hey bud my sweet loving husband let's go open up our own sanctuary yeah they bought um let's see how many acres isn't it like 300 or something crazy yeah, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of acreage um, on the, in, in Costa Rica, and it was mostly, you know, I think it was intended here. I, I, I don't recall what the intention was, but anyway, they, they well, purchased. It's like fenced, and then they take the dogs running. They want them to enjoy being dogs. Well, my idea being like, was this supposed to be like a rainforest uh, or something like oh, that? Oh, I don't know what originally. I do know their original plan was to have at tops 200 dogs because right. she mentioned that. Let's get a farm. Let's get 200 dogs. We'll keep them until we can find their forever homes and until then they'll be our dogs. And that was the wonderful idea behind this. Mm -hmm. And then Costa Rica passed a law. And then Costa Rica passed that freaking law 
And now they are up to 1,800 dogs. Which is way more than what they ever wanted or could handle. Yeah. Um, and all the dogs are up for adoption. Anyone can come by and adopt the dogs. They have a website. Like, if you just Google... Yeah, uh, Territorio de Zarate, so you can mm-hmm. go fly on down donate. to Costa Rica and grab a dog. They, <laughs> they also have international, like, you can, uh, according to their website, you can uh, text with their adoption agency person and... They can arrange transportation. Like, they have flown dogs out to the States, is what they've yeah. said on their website. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. So, there's no pictures online. It's not like... An, because They have too many dogs to list. Yeah, but you can get in touch with their yeah. adoption agency person, and that person will help. You can be like, like what do you want? We yeah. literally have every kind of dog. <laughs> what kind of dog do you want? <laughs> you know, yeah. and they'll ship it out. Um, they've got merch. You can buy merch from them. You can you can donate to them. They have, um, you know, an option to help buy dog food. I really, really recommend watching the documentary and just kind of seeing the, um, the way they run things because it's very interesting. Um, they basically have, like, a big trough, and they just yeah. buy bulk dog food. Cement. Cement yeah. trough. They, they get the dog food. They cut open one bag and then just drag it across the trough and the dogs just eat yeah. that yeah. way. It's very practical. It's very practical and it works. I mean, and they yeah, have like, there's no point in messing with bulls when you have that many dogs. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> also have all their handlers out there at the time, like all their volunteers, all their workers out there. Food time is a big deal because they have to make sure nobody fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll break them up. It's really, it, it is really funny because you'll be like, ah, oh, talking, talking to the documentary. Hey, 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 stop that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Here's their adoption page. Uh, we are almost 1,800 adopted doggy brothers and sisters. And even uh, even though we are uh, Territorians now, the best of us is, the best for us is to have permanent homes with loving families. Thank you for your interest in adopting us. Um, let's see what it says here. Uh, it's absolutely possible to adopt one of us, even if you're outside of Costa Rica, all our strays are vaccinated against rabies, and we have no trouble shipping abroad. The price of getting your stray home will depend on their size and the destination. Both things can be priced by shipping companies. So you just ship a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you just ship your dog. I mean, other rescues do this. There's yeah. the, uh, like, the Tijuana street dogs that mm-hmm. people ship in. There's They literally ship dogs from, like, southern states up into New York oh, or wow. vice versa because they're like, well— you guys don't have, like, they're like, we're low on dogs. Well, we got some down here. Like, shipping animals to oh, other areas. Oh, there's still more dogs. That, that's yep. the thing. Um, but, so. I'm glad they do that so they can more evenly divert, like, yeah. disperse the animals. So here's here's the donation page. Um, so, food for one dog, $25. Not bad. I have that option. That's for a month. Yeah. This is, like, you can sponsor a dog. You can become a monthly sponsor of the dogs. The full cost of one dog, $36 in a month. And remember, uh, American dollars go really far in Costa Rica. You know, the Colone, as we discussed in the uh, Cloud Forest episode, is... is Like, less... Yeah, yeah, so is that um, for medical care, food, 
It, it seems like it's it. for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Full cost of two Which dogs. Which pretty inexpensive, 70. really. Yeah. yeah. Really. Full cost of two dogs, 72. Full cost of three dogs, 108 a month. Mm-hmm. And then there's so, a custom option. Yeah. yeah. And you can just donate whatever you can. Yeah. Uh, another thing is this is a privately run sanctuary, so mm-hmm. they don't have any, um, like, government funds. So they yeah. are completely run on donations, which is amazing yeah. that they can – they've managed to do what they do throughout the film. Yeah, they have 1,800 dogs. They don't have time to do anything else. Yeah, they yeah. They, there's not that many people working there compared to how many dogs there are. And what the documentary is about, it's not just about like, oh, we have too many dogs, help us. It's literally they cover the journey of how they started, the law that passed, and then they were just getting inundated, like people abandoning dogs near their place. They were just finding dogs tied up on street posts, just left yeah. to starve basically yeah that it became they're like well we have 200 so what's one more yeah and it just and then some days they would get like 40 or more in a day yeah like that shelter that shut down and then they had to go up and clear out the shelter and take all the dogs with them yeah yeah and then they had they got to a point where they had to start turning them away obviously because that's not sustainable none of it was they have way too many dogs yeah they even say on their website like if you say oh can i abandon my dog here they say don't no, we can't. We are over. We have way too much. So um, that's that's the the moral dilemma, though, is because you know. Okay, so you have a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. You're trying your best to save all the dogs that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never going to be good enough because no. that's because hum- reality sucks. You can't save them all. You can't yeah. save. You can never save them all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the dark part of the episode. <laughs> you know, I, I learned that from from. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast. I probably did. But I actually learned this lesson from one dog that I knew mm-hmm. when I was a child, who was ironically named Tico, which is actually... <laughs> is it the runaway dog again? Yeah, the runaway okay. dog. His name was Tico, and that is actually a name for someone who is a Costa Rican. <laughs> right. I did not know that. Yeah. Is it a, eh, not really a slur? Is it just okay. like yeah. saying like ah American ah American? Yeah, yeah. It, like, if ah, we are if, you are you Costa Rican or are you a real Tico? You know, like it's it's like that. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So this this uh, he was a, a I'm pretty sure he was like a black Papillon mix mm-hmm. or something like that or a black Pomeranian mix because he was a little bit too big to be like a purebred Pomeranian, mm-hmm. but he was he looked like just like a the big loopy Pomeranian. Okay. Solid black dog. He, would, he got out of his house. Uh, he was running around at night. I picked him up. I put him in the church because the doors were unlocked. I didn't know where to put the dog. I was like 18 at the time. I was like, I gotta save the dog. And, um, and then there were missing dog signs up all over the place. And they, uh, I called the number and I said, oh, yeah, call the church and ask them what they did with the dog. And so they, you know, were like, oh, what's your name? And I was like, I'm not telling you goodbye. And I hung up on them. And then um, they got the dog back. And then I saw the dog out and about again a second time. And so I go and I pick up Tico. At this point, I know the dog's name and I know where he lives. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay. I grab Tico and I bring him back to the family. I knock on the door and I'm like, here's your stupid dog. And then in the process of doing this, Tico barks all over my arm. 
And I'm like, I, I just, I was so stressed out because I liked this dog a lot. I thought he was really precious. He looked like a midnight black fox boy, mm-hmm. you know, so cute. And it's like, I felt like this family just wasn't taking care of him. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's black and he was out at night. He's black he's gonna and he's going to get hit by night. a car. He's mm-hmm. barfing all over the place. <laughs> he's, he's like, I, well, I that, he could just have motion sickness. Apparently, Heath's parent's dog gets pukey in the car. Mm-hmm. So, it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it is unfortunate. So, you know, that's fine and all, but, like, I, I just, I was so stressed out by everything. I was like, I, I can't, can't stop do- for every single dog. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. So now it's gotten to a point where it's like, if I see a dog, I know that, you know, people love to stop their car and try to save dogs on roads. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I've, I've been, I've, I'm broken. I don't do it anymore. It wasn't just I feel guilty Tico. about it. And yeah. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Further away from the, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. what am I going to do? I'll find them on like road trips, like driving yeah. to my family. And I'm like, I can't do shit. I don't live here. Yeah, I don't live here. Yeah. Right. Like, the family could be somewhere around here looking for this dog. You exactly. can't just steal there's it. There's also... You just take it, yeah. We, we tend to drive on weird back roads in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's yeah. a vast stretch. Maybe like a country road. Yeah, and it's like, there are People houses. Do let their dog just roam free. Yeah, yeah. just in the country. I don't think they should yeah. because there's a road right there. Well, the dog knows like not to go to the road. Well, except they're right by it, and that's why we see it. But yeah. No, I, I know, but that I'm pretty sure that's the, oh, well, they know better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. I know. Same yeah. with cats. It's not just Tico, but it's like, you know, you just see you, you, you see it so much, and you're just like, I can't, I can't be the one to yeah. save every single dog. And that's what I kind of feel like um, Liv, Lynn, or what, Leah and Alvo yeah, yeah. have gotten themselves trapped in. They, they have preemptively decided, we're going to be the ones mm-hmm. that save every dog. And then they realized that that means that they are now in a hole uh, with yes. 1,800 so dogs. Much money. Because yeah. you can't do that. You just can't. Yeah. Where's the money to take care of them coming from? Just food alone. Where's the money to take care of them? Yeah. There's still stray dogs in Costa Rica. There's and, still a lot of um, uh, yeah. Zaguates. They still get so many calls. Yeah. yeah. All over the place. Yeah. Because you can't do it. Because, well, also, what they're providing, it's not just a adoption uh, area. Rue, no. You got some vicious Zaguates in here. <laughs> no. Um, Rue and Mishka have to say it's time to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. in their kennel. Anyway. Yep. Um, but they picked a shelter so they did so what a animal shelter normally consists of is they have a limited number of animals Mm -hmm. most of the time if you're there for a certain amount of time in order to clear space for unwanted animals Mm -hmm. they have to euthanize like it's there's no kill shelters there are no kill shelters yeah but i'm pretty sure sure they have limits though they have limits and then they can't rescue more and shelters will try to get fosters yeah fostering is another i'm assuming a I don't know. I don't know how the. I'm sure there are fostering in Costa Rica. I, there's just such a big problem with strays, though. Yeah, um, but also they're kept in kennels, mm-hmm. so caged in areas, so they don't interact and don't get into fights because you can't watch dogs all the time. 
Right. Which makes sense for managing them, but that's just a, not a good existence for a dog. Exactly. And that was what Alvarez and Leah looked at. And like, well, if we buy all this acreage, we can have a dog run and they can be a dog. Yes. And yes. that's free roam. Be a free roam, free range dog. They can, like, there's this, it's, it's toward the end, but there's a lovely thing about rolling in the grass, eating uh, horse poop, uh, drinking water, like getting sunlight. And yeah. it's, it, it's being able to roam around and not spend their lives in cages hoping that someone yeah. will want them. And these are dogs that no one wants. Like, these are discarded, unwanted, like, not unadoptable, obviously. Yeah. Because no dog, I think, is unadoptable. Like, even... Right. So they, some require a lot more work than others. Yeah, like their their big icon uh, spokesperson dog, who the head um, like ranch hand basically yeah. takes care of. His name is Max, and when they got mm. Max, he was so aggressive they had to keep him away from all the other animals. And then the handler, do you remember the handler's name? I don't remember. Was it Johnny? I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Johnny basically he he ended up with the duty of feeding the dog, and it's really funny. Apparently, Johnny came into the area to mend fences, and then that job fell through. So his uncle's like, "Go go to the dog sanctuary. Maybe they can give you a job." Right. He's like, "I don't even like dogs." And he's like, "Just go get work." Yeah, go get, just do something with your dog. So he ended up over there, and he ended up having to take care of this dog individually because the dog didn't trust people, wasn't good around the other dogs, so you couldn't just let him loose. So, um, Johnny and Max bonded and they're like best friends. Like, yeah. And Max calmed down and he became a good boy. He became a good boy. He just follows Johnny everywhere. He's like one of the leaders of the pack to help take care of the other dogs. And he's mm -hmm. a sweet dog. So like, all vicious. I don't know why, but they're playing in their crate, which is noisy in itself. Just walking on it is noisy. Yep. And now they're doing the, the mouth to mouth and, teeth thing. And our dogs are <laughs> loud dogs because we decided to get vocal breeds because mm -hmm. that's great. Yep. Yeah, but husky mixes. Yeah. They could be a lot more vocal. Yeah. They've gotten better. Yes, they have. Gotten better. They have. Uh, but I think that's the thing that makes this place unique is their whole intention behind it is to keep dogs out of crates, keep them out of cages, let them actually run. And that's where we have 300 acres. We can take in as many as we need. And then it's like, shit, the resources. Cause they're, yeah. you still need to feed them and water them. You and have take the, care land, of the medical needs, mm -hmm. but you have to, you have to, all the other stuff costs money. They yeah. even there's some weeks where they basically tell their workers we don't have money and the workers go okay and then they just keep going. You don't do that and job to make money. No, mm -hmm. a rescue is not, and that's and a a lot of them. Geez, really, some of them live on site. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a farmhouse. Yeah, they have yeah worker because they would places. have to. It's a full time job, mm -hmm. like around the clock, not just a full time job. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a. Full time. There's so many dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, and dogs are a lot of work in when, themselves. When they're not feeding the dogs, and they basically have people whose job is to run the miles, because if you have that many dogs in that small of area, if you don't move them, they get anxious and start and fighting. They start fighting, yeah. So they go on these runs. I don't know if they still do it, but I think I read somewhere you used to be able to pay money to go running with the dogs, and mm -hmm. that was like a way to make income to help people yeah. tourists would come in and run with the dogs yeah and maybe hopefully a dog would take your heart and you would adopt it right but yeah. if nothing else you're helping to run the dogs and you're paying money to do it so. yeah so it's like donating i don't know if they still do it because i don't know what all i hope they can because that seems like a decent well i just don't know how covid and strangers are oh i know i know 
but it's outside. It's outside. It so. is. It's fully outside. Yeah. Um, the, the beginning uh, of the documentary that we watched about it was them running the dogs, and mm-hmm. it was really precious yeah. seeing them all running and barking and having such a good time. You yeah. Know. Just following a human. Following yeah. a human, you know, doing what they need to do. Oh, yeah. Um, this has nothing to do with the um, place itself, but... Um, welcome to the Rue ASMR Drinking Water podcast. Those are being very bad, bad production mm-hmm. assistants about today. Mm-hmm. We've wrestled, we've watered, we've Go made demon through. noises. Go lay down. Go, Go lay down, old lady. You are old. Two years old. Yes, you are. <laughs> little granny loudest mouth. Loudest mouth. Um... I did not realize how vicious tapers were. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So there was a, there was a plot twist in the documentary where there's it, a couple plot twists. So yeah. gonna give a heads up if people have scarring over epilepsy. Yeah, there's some epilepsy in there. There's some issues with yeah. a couple a couple of caretakers who struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a wild animal attack. Yep. And there's overall, these dogs, not all of them are in the best conditions because Because they don't have the resources to take care of every single 1,800 dogs that they have. A lot of them have, like, skin problems. Like, mange, probably. Well, it could just be allergies, because they mentioned the dust, the grass. (laughs) Because, also, I mean, we are currently struggling with our dogs having allergies now that pollen season's, like, kicking up. Mostly rue. Boy gets allergies in his ears get filled with black wax and I have to go get them cleaned out in black wax. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's, like it's annoying to deal with one dog. I can't imagine dealing with like thousand, almost two thousand animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that that is what I, that was my Ooh, setup for. <laughs> that was my setup for. Okay, so tapirs, Kip, tell yeah. us about tapirs. So I, I, you can see tapirs in Encanto. Like they're like these cute little Disney tapirs with like little little noses that they, hang down. Well, like, all of those are cute. They're dancing with that boy. They're, yeah. they're all dancing and they're all smiling and it's so precious. Tapirs are like wild boars that will kill you. I knew what a tapir was. Right. I've known. I used to watch Animal Planet in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I know what a tapir. They don't is. look that. They don't scary. look that scary. They don't look vicious. They, they look they, like an anteater mixed with like a little bit of a. You don't a, think anteaters as you it's very graphic when you see what they did to some like there a tapir got into the thing mm-hmm. and pulled this dog oh my god it was just awful max got it that's yeah. a spoiler alert for you max got it max is okay max is he okay lives. but he got it uh, he got got by that tapir twice twice there yeah. are like four oh dogs who fought the tapir who yeah. started attacking and just a heads up we don't see any dog well, passing, but we can make some assumptions. You can based... make some assumptions about well, which it... dogs maybe didn't make it. And they did they mention one that they didn't even show. The first, like they on the phone when Alvarez was getting the call that because they're literally doing an interview, like they're filming, and then they're like, "Alvarez, you have to take a call from Leah." And I think his name is Alvaro. Alvaro. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Alvaro um, is taking a call from Leah, and he's like, "They got." They, it killed the first dog. It killed the first one, yeah. Yeah, and then he's, like, getting information, and then you just hear him go, Max? Max? And we're like, oh, no, Max! 
<laughs> not Max. Not, not my sweet baby boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys want, you can like pause the episode, go watch it, and then come back. Yeah. Highly recommend wanna, like, be spoiling it. everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not gonna. We're we're giving you an idea of the place, but if you want a full like to see these people and hear their stories from their words, it's mm-hmm. very Netflix. It's called Dogs. It's in like the second season. Uh, Territorio de Zagates. 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 Say it like you're an angry Cuban. Guates. <laughs> I don't think I can be an angry Cuban. She doesn't really do accents. No, I uh, I can only a make accents. Well, I can only do it if I do it subconsciously. Like if I'm not trying to do it, I can do voices. <laughs> But I, I cannot I do it. Enough time around angry humans. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can I can mimic southern accents because I like certain from phrases. The south. I'm from the south. Currently <laughs> in the south. Like how many accents though? Yes. Yeah. Most people don't. Just American yeah. accents. Yeah. Yeah. In this area, especially in in the Atlanta region, there's like. There's a lot of different stuff in the Atlanta region. Like, there's a lot of different accents, cultures. We're a big old melting pot. Mm, a lot of, uh, a lot of, anyway. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> the area I at least work in, we have a large Indian community. There's a huge Asian population of various cultures. Like, mm, I've mm. worked with Chinese, Korean, Vietnamese. Well, you're right next to Beaufort Highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my like favorite place in the state, by the way. Oh my god. Yeah. The mall food I court I was I wish I could live there, but the houses are like two million. <sighs> they're so expensive. Um <laughs> oh the uh the mall food court I worked in uh was mostly Indonesian. Like a lot of the mm. serving stuff was Indonesian. So I got Not to wrong. hear I got to, apparently I worked next to the restaurant which had the Indonesian gossip ladies because my manager at the time, he was Indonesian mm-hmm. and he's like, and I was like, what? He's like, they brought me food again. And I was like, is that bad? He's like, they're watching me. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? He's like, they're the gossips of our community. If they see anything, he's just like, I'm like, okay, interesting. It was just fascinating. Wow. It was just fascinating. It's so juicy. That's juicier than the Will Smith Chris Rock thing. <laughs> but they would bring us Indonesian uh, he called them Indonesian egg rolls. I don't know what these things were. They did not look like egg rolls, but they were delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did love them. Um, that is still not our topic. Uh, uh, we interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. Mangy dogs. Mangy dogs. Like what this? So yeah, there's a little bit of violence in there, um, as every spicy documentary has. You gotta have drama. That's the thing I hate about documentaries. I I love, I have a love-hate relationship with documentaries. 
I love documentaries because they are informative, and mm-hmm. that's you know I I love the the uh, I love learning new things. Yeah. However, however, it's editing. You are at the mercy of the editor and mm-hmm. the producers mm-hmm. and the mood and the information they want to give you. Yeah, everything is up to editing. Yeah. Everything is up to editing. Like you know, you, you can you can. They, they do really try to make you feel a certain way about whatever they want you to feel. And yeah. so you really have to take documentaries with a grain of salt. And with Territorio de Zaguates, I, I, I understood that they wanted to bring the drama. They wanted to make it interesting. They threw in some I mean, at least that's a thing that really happens. Yeah, they, they did it, genuinely happen. It wasn't trash drama. It was it, just actual drama. Yeah, it was actual drama. Yeah. And I but feel like, like they did at least try to give a voice to Alvarez and his wife and the yeah, people who yeah. Alvaro. And his wife, Leah, yeah. I just need to stick her right above the computer. <laughs> Alvaro. Alvaro. I think, ultimately, I think that this particular documentary did a pretty good job at actually conveying... Yeah. The plight. The, all of it. Yeah, yeah, all of it. It's like, this is a good thing. Look at how great this is. Oh, there is some moral... You know, there, there is this one lady who is trying to kind of, like, shut them down. It's, but it's like, the whole time she talked about it, like, oh, you know, this is bad. The, the conditions that the dogs are in, yada, yada, yada. However, if you watch it, you never hear her actually propose a solution. No. So, no solution. She's just being a jerk. She's Here, just saying, we got to shut them down. The dogs are doing bad. It's right. like, well, What are you okay, going to do? Well, kill how, the dogs? What's put the solution? Put them on the street? So, yeah. Is that any better? The They're, street or kill them? Yeah, That's those, not better. Those are yeah. two options. Or provide resources so to actually help base, out about. Basically, that little subplot in the documentary was to give people context, since no one's probably, or very few people probably seen this who are listening. I don't know. Maybe you stopped and watched it first. Yep. Good Um, job. Good Good job job to the learners. Gold star to you. If you had time to do that. Um, (laughs) There was basically complaints, because like we mentioned, some of the dogs are in rough conditions, because we can guess allergies. They could even be food allergies, because you can't get each dog whatever special food it needs, because you have to buy in bulk. Most of them are eating the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also they they run around in the wild. They can eat a ton of things. They can cause allergic reactions. All right, that around jazz. the grass. A lot of dogs are allergic to grass these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, someone called and they have like people come in. It's like, hey, we have a warrant to search your place. You, we're gonna check the conditions, and you have Alvaro. Alvaro. Yep. I, I I like that he's like yelling at the guy, and they're looking at everything. And then what's decided is, well, we can't take in these animals, mm-hmm. and everything's overall in order. So they're trying their best. Yeah, we're gonna leave now. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when they have the interview with the woman who works at the shelter. That it seemed that um, I will remember her name. I don't. It doesn't matter. Laura? La- Leah? Leah. Are you talking about Leah? Leah? I thought you were talking about the lady who was complaining. No, yeah. I was trying to the... I was like, we don't need her. We haven't yeah. talked about Leah's Leah in a sec. <laughs> Leah, Leah basically worked at that place at one point, and mm. the shelter lady was basically being like, we can't save everyone, and they've overreached themselves. But like you guys were saying... They're still doing yeah. more good. They're not... You're yeah. not giving a solution. You're no. not saying, hey, maybe the 
fucking country of Costa Rica should give them money because they're providing an excellent service. They're providing a free public service to you. And if you yep. gave them resources, yeah. think about what they could fucking do. They could yeah. get vets in there. They could open yep. their own spay and neuter because it's not just they're trying to adopt animals out. Their whole mission is responsible pet ownership. They yeah. talk about that throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You can't just get a puppy because it's cute and then toss it because it got angry and crummy because you didn't take care of it. Exactly. Because you don't know how to train a dog. You don't know how to teach it Spanish. <laughs> you could teach a Spanish. Teach your dog Spanish. Teach. Tell it that you love it. Look mm-hmm. it in the eye. Give it a kiss on the nose. These are all things dogs mm-hmm. need. And then never abandon them. Never abandon them. Give yeah. them a hug. I, I, I look at Charlie and Rosie every day. Mm-hmm. And I say, these dogs. And I say, I love these dogs. And mm-hmm. they look at me with these innocent childlike eyes and yes. they wag their tails and i know in that moment we're solid yeah <laughs> i will say some of the ones they were rescuing uh at least in the documentary they were property owners who came in to check the property after tenants moved out um, so some of yeah. them were like i i just found a litter of puppies i can't take care of a litter of puppies i'm trying to find a home for them because yeah. I was literally coming here to clean out a tenant's just property. Just trying to dust cat. They 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 just moved. I have no clue where they went. I can't ship them their dogs that yeah. they left us. Exactly. So it's I the people who leave abandoned dogs in buildings mm-hmm. deserve a special place. Especially in puppies. Yeah. Special. Because I think we're talking about like young puppies. Yeah, yeah. they were puppies. They not care for themselves. It's like beautiful little corner of hell where they suffer forever. And I'm a Buddhist. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> really fucked up to do that. It's I've heard stories of people abandoning dogs in lake houses around Lake Lanier. If you're going to abandon them, at least abandon them like by a place that is hopefully going to be able to help. Yeah, and then people come in That's too late. That's the most late. ethical way to abandon your animal. Just, you can also find, just turn them into a shelter uh, and then if find, you have to do this if you can't rehome them. And then find bodies of dogs all over the house. That's horrible. Um, I will say on a, if you want to get on a weird trip about weird abandoned animals, and some of this is not anyone's fault. Uh, I was watching HBO has a series that basically, I think it's like dog, Doug to the rescue or something. He's a guy who flies drones in mostly disaster areas. And he searches for lost pets and animals. Nice. But there are sometimes they find like animals who, some of the situations are there is a chance the family got killed, mm-hmm. but there are other things where it's like the family left this area and left the dog chained up outside oh. during a hurricane oh, and awesome. things like that. Great. So like that stuff is prison just prison forever. Yeah, prison forever. Don't, prison forever. Don't leave the dog contained. Like just if the animals contained, they have no chance <clears throat> of living. Like, and that's another thing is like when he does the rescues, like he found like he was doing one of the hurricanes in the Bahamas and he found some dogs basically contained in a building and a neighbor's like, no, no, a person comes and feeds them every day. He's like, oh, I'm going to get them some food and water. And he's like, oh, thank you. That will be helpful. But they had him in, they had them because their yard was destroyed. So they had him in a contained area because they didn't have a yard. Yeah. And like, he came back and checked on them and the owner's like, oh, and he's like, here, let me help you make a shelter for them because the owners are doing the best they can because they don't yeah. have access to clean food and water. And yeah. like, they're, that's a tough situation. Yeah, it's like stuff like that's tough. And like this, this is the part of animal rescue that I don't think gets talked about enough is the fact that like there are these situations like 
we were even talking about, like, instead of putting these monies and fines toward uh, jail time, unless there's, like, a truly cruel person, of course. Yeah, right, right, right. But we're talking about people who have neglected not out of, you know, like, malicious intent. Yeah. Yeah. Why not put more money into subsidized veterinary care for these people? Yeah, low-cost programs. Yeah. And, like, is there even a vet in the area they could take them to? Because— I guess this shows a lot of my watching habits. I've also recently watched a documentary series about a vet who lives in, like, the Yukon. And so she goes to remote areas. And literally, like, there are places she goes to every two weeks. And that's the only time they have a vet in the area. Yeah. Like, they have emergencies pop up. They're like, oh, thank God the vet's in town when this happened. Does, does surgery, like, out in the field. Yeah, does surgery mm-hmm. out in the field. And it's basically because the only other option is to hop on a plane and go for two hours to go to a medical facility for their animals right 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 so there are places in these remote regions where they don't have they literally don't have the resources they even need to take care of their animals so they become like pseudo vets and things like that like especially ranchers and things like that yeah but we're talking about average day person who maybe took in a dog yeah and doing their best and maybe doesn't have a ton of money because guess what a lot of people love like there are people who are homeless who have animals who take care of their animals yeah i've seen oodles of road kids who have dogs that they just take with them yeah one was one uh, girl named hannah who had a, a dog that she would travel with all the time yeah who i knew um yeah, it's, it happens all the time. P- yeah. And people donate to that. They, they'll give them change to, so that they can get dog food for their dogs. Like, yeah. It's a very common thing. Road kids can take better care of their dogs than some people. And I'm, I'm getting riled up, and I'm going to calm myself okay. down in a second. But that story of, of you know people who leave their dogs chained up outside and then leave for a hurricane and don't take their dog with yeah. them reminds me of the same kind of callous behavior. Like that story of Mitt Romney who went on vacation with his family uh, and then yeah. put his dog in a crate on top of the car right. and Wait, then what? just drove a car. I don't even know where they just went on a road what trip. What kind of car did they have? Was there really no room inside? They just strapped their dog in a crate on top of the car and someone finally called, I think, the cops because there was a brown ooze coming out of the crate. Oh, God. And, like, oh, dripping my God. down. And oh, I do remember over, this, actually. Mitt Romney, you know, and it was... Why didn't he have the dog in the car? Do you they don't know take up that much space usually. that is. Do you know how Did terrifying you... that is? It's like, how fast? You didn't even, like, cover it. And you can't... You're not being let out to go to the bathroom, so you're sitting in your own waist. Imagine just being a per- It's like people don't think animals have feelings. I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. We're gonna okay. settle down. Okay. They could have covered the, everything with the tarp, at least, so that also, they'd be protected. I don't know. Put the dog in the damn car. Yeah, or maybe just right ride put, with your dog in the car. Yeah, uh, yeah put your suitcases on top. Because you're the, Mitt Romney and you have a bajillion dollars. Put uh-huh. put the suitcases on top. There's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I mean, freaking. at least like I, I always get anxious if I see like carriers in the back of trucks, but yeah. they have shielding. Yeah, yeah like sides. Their sides dropped on the roof. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just insane. Stuff falls off the roof yeah. sometimes. It just I'm I'm also getting a little riled up too because my my backyard neighbors. Oh yeah. Yeah they they have um dog actually just recently passed away she was about six years old right. very tragic That's but young. the way they take care of their dogs is that they during the day they leave their dog in the backyard they've got two dogs mm-hmm. one is like 13 and they just adopted a new one which yay is a beagle i'm definitely not going to hear that through the walls all the time yeah. um 
I, I do. I yeah. hear. I hear. You are not beagles happy of this poor beagle. Beagles are not great neighborhood dogs. No, they're terrible. Neighborhood Especially dogs. if you're going to make them an outside only dog, which is not really something you can do anymore. Yeah, she's an outside only dog, and she's outside all the time. And when they put when they bring the dogs in at night, mm-hmm. they only bring the dogs in to their screen and porch. They do not let the dogs in the house at any point in time. That irritates me mm-hmm. to no end. Right. Because dogs, I do see them very similar to people in that they want to spend time with you. They want to, yeah. Rosie will they look at me. They desperately want to spend time with you. Yes. Rosie will look at me and she'll huff and hem and haw, even though she's got food, she's been fed, she's got water, she's got snacks, I've walked her, I've done, played toys with her, mm-hmm. and then she'll sit on the couch across the room, because there's the dog couch, and then we have two recliners, mm-hmm. where me and Matt are fat on our bottoms, and we watch movies, and we, we sit on the recliners like two fat, like like the people from the Wally. The recliners. Yeah, we're, we're like the people from Wally, we <laughs> okay. sit there, and we're just, you know? Yeah. And yeah. she'll she'll him and haw, and then she'll finally have the gumption to get off the couch, come over, and then prop herself up and petition to snuggle. Yeah. Dogs want to be next to you. Oh, yeah, all they the time. They just want to touch you. They Sometimes don't... they act like they want to be, like, inside of you. you know, just... Yeah, they just want to bury them <laughs> like, their we... heads inside your can organs. We, can we share the same skin, please, can we, human? Can, can, I know our molecules will never touch, but I'm going to try my damnedest to get it to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes they want you to try for them, because there are times where I'm yeah. sitting in the couch, there's plenty of room, and Mishka's, like, barks at me. I'm like, excuse me. He's like, come to oh, me. Several, come to me. Several come to huffs me. happen along with the most forlorn looks. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you abused? Barks, and he's like, please come to me. I need to know you want me. <laughs> Baby, don't you want me? So it's like, so the fact that they never spend one-on-one time with their dogs, I want to kidnap Daisy out of the backyard yeah. and just hold her tight because she's such a, when I go over to the fence, she's, oh my God, I love you. You're Aww. the best ever. Oh, and she's so soft and her face is so sweet. Why, why have a dog? That's not why weird. Why have a dog at all? Yeah. You're why going to keep them outside a lot. Why? Yeah. Why do you have a dog? Exclusively. Yeah. 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 That's awful. It, Don't get a dog if you just want him to live outside. Yeah. It's one thing if like. There are working dogs who work farms, but they... They don't live outside they all don't, the time. No, they, they stay with their animals most of the time. But they have a job. Like, there's a difference between pets. that and Just a residential pets. community, which is a pet, right. which isn't there to guard your yard. It isn't no. there, like... The, your dog is not your bodyguard. Yeah, and your dog is your friend. Most of them, and they should be, they're terrible guard dogs. Yeah, yeah. and also, uh, like... If, socialized. They're yes. going to be terrible guard dogs. They might just be really good at barking. You know what? I have five bucks that says when they bring them in, like, well, we have to leave them outside because they're horrible inside. And I bet the reason they're horrible is they're just so excited to be around their people they can't mm-hmm. contain themselves. Yes, exactly. Go through the training them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fascinating. They did say, oh, well, we're going to try to crate train her so that we can bring her inside at night. No. It never happens. It never, she's just, but also, wait, just same. bring them why, in. Why do just they have to be in. crate trained to be inside? I don't know. Put them in a room. Put them in a room. Why do you have dogs? It sounds like you don't like dogs. It sounds to me like they just are terrible dog owners and they don't deserve. And I I love them as people for the most part. 
I, I disagree with their politics. Whatever. That doesn't I mean, matter. that's most of our neighbors. Yeah, they're, they're, we live in the South and we're yeah. liberals. Um, like, it's, it's, I don't... I know that their intentions are good, but they just... Anyway, I've, I've, I've gone on a tangent. But so, anyway, thank you for letting me vent. This has been Therapy Cast. Uh, so therapy it, it, it ties into <laughs> responsible pet ownership, which yeah. is something... Alvaro and yes. Leah. Alvaro and Leah, yeah. Alvaro? Alvaro. Sorry, Alvaro. I was wrong. I was wrong at a time. I, I was like, no, I got it. It's not Alvarez. I keep calling him Alvarez. Uh, Alvaro and Leah um, encourage. They, yeah. Because it's... They're like, love your dog. Do what you can. Spend time with the dogs. That's another thing. It's like, spend your fucking time with your dogs. Put your hand on their face you don't multiple have, times a day. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be kind and do your best by them. And I I think that's the thing is uh with that law in place and with the resources it's kind of made it impossible for people to just do their best by their animals mm-hmm. to the point where they fear for their safety so maybe because yeah, if they can't have the dog not look pitiful like with the skin allergies right yeah then you could you could get fined or go to jail or what if you're low on food for like there were like as a kid we had a dog but like we didn't always have like surplus of food like I mean the none of us ever went hungry I'm gonna say that like I'm not like right. begging in the street but there I mean there are times where like it's tight in a family and it's hard to be like oh I have a shit if there's a like if there was a medical emergency like I know that our elderly dogs are developing breast cancer we. We did best by her until it got to the point where she was suffering, and then yeah, it was put down. And like because That's all you can do there there wasn't money in the budget to do chemo, remove spots. Like you don't always have money. How old the animal is? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It might be too painful for the animal to go through. Yeah, so yeah. it it's just it's unfortunate that this happens but also as a people who love pets and care about pets is a reality of life that one we can't save every pet and the impressiveness i find in people who rescue because that is very dangerous for emotional and mental burnout selfless it's Mm. so selfless and there's how taxing that would be and there's always one more like it's Mm -hmm. not something you never like clear the bucket list you just look at the next one so like people who go into that field are very impressive and i hope they find a way to balance their mental health because that is another reason that i personally have found rescuing and fostering a very interesting concept and i'm like i do not have the emotional or mental capacity to do that in my life because i work and my own animals and things like that a lot of them were like for young but you know puppies and kittens and uh, if you work they have to eat really often so. yeah yeah like you it's, have to be home you have yeah. to be home to feed them or be able to take yeah. them with you somewhere or another yeah or even but fostering they need incubators early on so like even that you can't really move with that yeah but uh even for like strays who just need a home to get them out of the shelter and get them socialized yeah. in order to see if you can home them somewhere else that takes a lot of work and control of managing them with I'm your animals doing that one animal at a time not anytime soon no not anytime soon because i keep hearing about like shelters that have too many animals and i'm like i wish i could God, take in more of he them. he had a thing up and he had a dog picked out he was beautiful he's a very beautiful dog he's a shepherd husky mix and he was like 
black and he had pointy ears. Yeah, he, was, he was like an ashy, like a, a gray, a light colored, oh, gorgeous, gorgeous dog. Gorgeous I talked Heath off the third dog train and then he's like, so we can get a cat? And I was like, what is wrong with you? No. <laughs> we got to manage a cat way easier. I know. Yeah. You just complained about the annuals. I know. I know. I, know. I literally just did. You literally complained about the vet bills, and then you're like, let's they get another one. Oh, my God. So this is why we're never getting 300 acres in the middle of nowhere, because no. we Heath will get the 2,000 dogs and then cry the corner. I won't be able to afford any of that. So no, but you'll do. I will do. never be able to afford that much land. You'll just. And also, I don't want to move that far away from. Oh, uh, fun city. fact, Territory D. Territorio de Zaguates is the largest animal sanctuary in the world. Yep. So that's a fun fact. <laughs> that's fun. They that's weren't supposed Indian. to be. Well, they weren't supposed to be. I, I, I don't think. Land-wise? Or? Land-wise. Okay, okay, okay. I think it's by land, but also they have, I think they're the only shelter or sanctuary I've heard that's come close to that is there's a guy in Siberia. <laughs> Some bro in Siberia who's like, hey. He rescued him and his mom rescue <laughs> would feed he's he's a nice man, but him and his mom would feed animals. I, I say bro affectionately, how about that? And <laughs> after the year she died, he opened up a sanctuary for animals because mm-hmm. Siberia is very harsh. And then mm-hmm. he went from like fifty dogs to like he has over a thousand too. And he is constantly on a hustle to get winter shelters because there were like I remember seeing a fundraiser where he was trying to build more winter shelters with warmers. And basically facing to that has to be such a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it it showed him his current situation. He was basically in a barn with all his dogs sleeping at night to make sure they were okay through the winter. And I appreciate that for him but my question is and and he can absolutely do that i'm not saying that's wrong or anything but don't dogs also produce body heat like animals and they can just i'm just wondering what the net benefit of him also adding his body heat to the uh, i think just concerned i think yeah i think he would watch over them during the thing to make sure and make sure no one's fighting i'm 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 questioning the laws of thermal dynamics i also think he i think he mostly i don't think it was mostly about warmth Right, right. Yeah, right. I, just like, just I need like to sit here and make sure them. they don't like fight or whatever that they're okay. And yeah. also, have eyes on them. I'm yeah, pretty sure this property is where he lives, so right. it's also like it's everything. I yeah. mean, that's his whole life. There's too many animals to do yeah. anything else. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's like I'll lots of sh- yeah. <laughs> I think the guy seems nice. I don't know. Uh, I didn't do a lot of research, but he just seems to be a nice animal guy. He's rescued 25 wolves. And has them on yeah. a, a protected area of I like land. Some of his wolves. That's yeah. cool. Very pretty. Yeah. Has every single fucking wolf is. Yeah. So uh shout out to all rescuers, foster parents, and anyone who does like any sort of volunteer work at your local animal shelter. Appreciate you. That is that is a hard very hard admirable. Task. Also, yeah. if you're looking for a dog and you don't like any of your locals, you get a cool Costa Rica dog. <laughs> I don't know how you don't yeah, like any of your locals. Zagate, you know, or if you, good. yeah, specifically want to you know get from a particularly I don't know a particularly pitiful dog. Yeah, you could probably find them there. If if you want a dog with a really cool backstory, and by cool I mean like kind of harrowing. Yeah. Um, so, so Kip, you're going to go to Costa Rica and adopt, like, 50 dogs and bring them back? You know, I have been thinking about getting, like... A third dog. A, like, a, like, a small one. Yeah. You know? See, that's what we were thinking about, too. It's like, what? my compromise is, like, 
Can we get like a, a corgi with a lot of black in its fur? You know, and this is a tiny dwarf house wolf. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I also, the thing is, is like I wanted a small dog. Mm-hmm. I wanted a small dog when I adopted Rosie. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted a small dog when I adopted Charlie. You got medium dogs. And everyone has lied to me so far. So I, you know, but if I get like a fully grown dog. Yeah. Like a full grown dog. Yeah. Face, That's that true. I know You'll is, know what size it is. Yeah. Maybe a little chihuahua with attitude. Yeah. And, and you call him. Tico. Major pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say you could call him Tico, and then you rescued Tico. I rescued Tico. And then that, that storyline is fulfilled. Metaphorically rescued Tico. <laughs> that poor thing. Probably got hit by a car in the middle of the night. Oh, hopefully Jesus. not. Hopefully not. I never saw Tico again after he barked on my arm. Oh. <laughs> well, even if he didn't get hit by a car, I'm sure by now he's deceased because he's because that was quite a long time ago. Yes. That was about a dog's lifetime ago. Exactly. That all happened. And he was already an adult. So he was already an adult. So R.I.P. in peace, Tico. So uh, we will for you. We will Double add tequila out for you. <laughs> any it. more thoughts about the really fun, happy, upbeat documentary we watched that has no sadness? I I did like that he. Um, basically said that in the beginning uh he said that dog sanctuaries or sanctuaries shouldn't exist yeah because yeah. they shouldn't have to they yeah shouldn't have to. but they do that that's actually the the line kip gave was, was talking about yeah dog sanctuaries being evil but they're the lesser evil yeah they're yeah. the lesser evil it's well, like even, even shelter the sanctuaries they shouldn't exist because we should just take care of the animals is yeah. basically what he was saying well i i what i got from it oh, okay. was that you know shelters and sanctuaries are good but but um, particularly Territorio de Zaguates. I'm having trouble getting sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I got from that was that they can't keep each dog in perfect health with yeah. the resources they have, mm-hmm. but they have to keep going yeah. because there's no there's the the only other option is worse than what's exi- yeah. than than what's going on now. I, so to me, that was kind of the lesser mm, evil uh, so of just doing their best. I even pers- though you know, I, I think he was saying they shouldn't exist at all. I but. from what I took from the subtitles read, which I could be wrong. I don't speak Spanish, and this was a subtitle, but. Mm. He did talk about, like, sanctuary shelters. He basically said they are something that shouldn't exist. No, I, I agree and, with that. I'm not saying that that's not what he said. Well, and but, yeah. what I, I take from his verb, and people watch, and to, you can yeah. talk on the Discord and see what your opinion is, but I, I did take it as um, the shelters themselves are evil in the fact is, like, they keep them in cages, and you have a time limit, and then you get destroyed if you don't have that time limit, and then yeah. you have the abandonment on the streets. That is the true evil, and yeah, like you were... that's the true evil. That's yeah. the true evil, and you are right. He did call his own shelter uh, evil, but... Uh, the lesser it's, evil. It's the lesser of the evil, yeah. so... Yeah. And that's what their goal is, to make it the least evil that was actually his phrasing yeah. our goal is to make it the least evil it can be yeah because I'm trying to give the dogs as good but you you can. are not yeah. incorrect about yeah their capacity and yeah. that's why they stopped it's, taking dogs is to control the their evil. capacity yeah yeah because that that is a problem like especially no kill because there's the no kill model you yep. you you, you have to so wait you have to wait yeah you have to wait for it that's yep. why there are the way county and other places work, there are kill shelters. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. 
another reason a lot of shelters want fosters so that they can help with more animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when Boy passes away, I will have the capacity to become a foster. Okay. Yeah, but with Boy around, I. That's fair. Okay. Would you foster dogs or cats or both? Dogs only. I'm done with litter boxes. I am so vehemently done oh, with right. litter boxes. Oh, right. You really hate litter boxes. I really hate litter boxes. Okay. So you're going to come and clean about to be my... outdoor only. No. I would never do that. I would never do no. that. <laughs> you just complained uh, about the outdoor only neighbors have... with your dogs, and you're like, boy, get out. We, get out. We have five, so you can always come over here for your cat fix. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, six is a round number, so. Stop. Okay. Wait. Stop! Stop turning it on tables! But I love them. We have to replace I the deck. I know I can't afford it anymore, but I love We them. gotta pay off the doors and replace the deck. I, I don't know. know what you're thinking. I... You're gonna end up with 1,800. I can't afford them, so I know I can't have that many. But one more, says he. One like more! Eight. I did like having eight children, okay? It, he just likes even, even numbers. Number. Mm-hmm. I would say. You can get some fish. We have no, a fish that's tank. Not the same. Okay. I would say. Kill two cats and get one dog. Stop it. <laughs> no. Okay, the look on your Absolutely face not. is the most sincerely upset I've ever seen you. I did not actually mean that. I know, I know okay. you didn't, okay. but I imagine everything that you yeah, said. Yeah, he Okay, so we are going to anyway, wrap this up. Um, that was very upsetting. We will, we will link... All the information for this sh- uh, for this sanctuary. If you guys do want a cool dog for backstory, think about do- adopting from Costa Rica. If yeah. not, giving any there sort are of lots money. Of other yeah places too that are Local in dire dogs. need of adoptions. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you want to toss some money their ways, a dollar goes a long way in Costa Rica. A so. dollar goes a long, long way. Yeah. Um, so there's one sign of, you know, in your area, your shelter being full is if they waive adoption fees, which happens which, sometimes, which is why yeah. he which was, is looking, why I was at a looking dog because in one of the nearby counties, they're at capacity. So they waived adoption fees. And I'm like, Oh my God, free dogs. Says he. They're already fixed. There's no adoption fee. We are temporarily free. Pick dog. Up a dog. You know, I mean, until they're annual or, you know, other medical needs, all they need is food. Uh-huh. That's going to go well for and, uh, a trip this weekend. Yeah, I know, I know. We're not getting another dog. Okay. We're going out of town this weekend. A I third surprise dog would not be I, good for travel. Obviously, we wouldn't do that. You said looking at a dog last week? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Only last week, yeah. Only last week. That's enough time to acclimate a dog, too. Okay. Anyway. Vicious Domestic over. Heath, where can people find us? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, uh, also PetParentsPod.com, and uh, you can email us PetParentsPod at gmail.com. As always, we will continue to get better. Good luck with your hopes and dreams. Adios. Adios.